Hey, this is Lisa Johnston from the St. Louis Review. I'm the lady with the camera. Uh, just wanted to know, are, are you listening? Are, are you listening? Are, can you hear me now, Gabe? Gabe? What Lisa's trying to tell you is you need to subscribe to the Catholic Gateway Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or pretty much any other podcast app that you might like. Just search for Archdiocese of St. Louis to find us. And then, uh, you know, if you don't mind, please share us with your friends and give us a rating because uh, that helps boost us in the in the rankings and helps other people find this podcast. So uh, it's the easiest evangelization you could do. And you might even hear Lisa Johnston more often. Make sure you're listening and downloading and subscribing to the Catholic Gateway Podcast. It's all you need to know if you're a Catholic in St. Louis. Annual Catholic Appeal Results, Archbishop Carlson Calls for Peace, and lots of upcoming events on this Catholic Gateway Podcast weekly news update for September 18, 2017. Hello and welcome to this Catholic Gateway Podcast news update for the Archdiocese of St. Louis. I'm your host, Gabe Jones. No doubt you are aware of the demonstrations that took place over the weekend here in St. Louis. Typically, we record this podcast late on Friday afternoons, so it's ready to go on Monday morning. But this week, we've held off until Monday to see what would transpire over the weekend and share any updates that might come up. And so we'll get to that in a second. First, the 2017 annual Catholic appeal results are in, and certainly 2017 was a record-setting year. Catholics in the Archdiocese of St. Louis pushed the appeal over $15 million for the first time ever. $15,033,045 to be exact, exceeding the $13.75 million goal. Although we should note it has exceeded $15 million before, but only after estate and corporate matching gifts. This is the first time the initial appeal eclipsed the $15 million mark. The results showed a continued support among Catholics for the Archdiocese of St. Louis and its ministries, and reflects the generosity of so many donors, perhaps even yourself listening to this podcast, even in the midst of the Beyond Sunday campaign to support Catholic education. Each spring, the annual Catholic Appeal asks Catholics in nearly 200 parishes across the Archdiocese to make pledges to support programs, organizations, and ministries for people of all faith traditions. Spanning 10 counties in the city of St. Louis, these programs assist the homeless and hungry, provide pro-life resources, support women and their children, and fund Catholic education, including Kenrick Glennon Seminary. 100% of the money raised each year through the annual Catholic Appeal is distributed to the various programs, parishes, organizations, and ministries that carry out the important work of the church. In the announcement, Brian Niebrighi, Executive Director of Stewardship and the Annual Catholic Appeal, expressed gratitude to the pastors and parish chairs who worked diligently on the appeal. One of those parish chairs is the husband-wife team of Pat and Kathy O'Donnell at St. Matthias Parish in Lime. Kathy says they follow up with parishioners by visiting them door-to-door. Most of the time, I, I would say 95% of the time, the people will say, sure, I'll give what I gave last year, or they'll up it, you know. And it's, it's been very promising and very uh, rewarding work because people are very generous. We'll have more from the O'Donnells in an upcoming podcast, so stay tuned. More information on the 2017 Annual Catholic Appeal is available at archstl.org ACA.
In other news, Archbishop Carlson called for peace following the not guilty verdict issued by Judge Timothy Wilson on Friday, September 15th for former police officer Jason Stockley. Archbishop's full statement is as follows, quote, If we want peace and justice, we must come together as a community through prayer, mutual understanding, and forgiveness. While acknowledging the hurt and anger, we must not fuel the fires of hatred and division. We must ask God for peace in our own hearts and share it with those around us. Violence does not lead to peace and justice. They are opposing forces and cannot coexist. I implore each of you to choose peace. Reject the false and empty hope that violence will solve problems. Violence only creates more violence. We must work together for a better, stronger, safer community, one founded upon respect for each other and one in which we see our neighbor as another self. Unquote. And an update since Friday, which is why we delayed recording this podcast, Archbishop Carlson will lead an interfaith prayer service for peace and solidarity on Tuesday, September 19th in Keener Plaza, downtown, beginning at 3 p.m. You can find more information at archstl.org or on our social media channels. Now some additional upcoming events. On Saturday, September 23rd at 5.30 p.m., St. Louis University will hold a mass under the Gateway Arch to kick off their bicentennial anniversary. Archbishop Carlson will be the celebrant. Assumption Catholic Church in Matisse will host relics of Padre Pio on Wednesday, September 27th from 9 a.m. until 9 p.m. We'll be sharing more information on our website and through social media in the coming days. On Saturday, September 30th, the Peace and Justice Commission of the Archdiocese of St. Louis and several other agencies are hosting the first Sister Ebo Social Justice Conference at the Cardinal Regali Center. Information and registration can be found in the Events tab on the website archstl.org peace justice. The first annual 5K King to Queen Rosary Run is taking place on October 7th on the Feast of Our Lady of Victories and is hosted by St. Mary of Victories Chapel downtown. The run will start at the Old Cathedral Basilica near the Arch and will conclude at St. Mary of Victories with an awards ceremony and huge family-friendly party with barbecue, ice cream, and live music. All the routes are welcome to anyone choosing to walk instead of run, but there will also be a special short route fun run which will go directly from the Old Cathedral to St. Mary of Victories a few blocks to the south, and this is ideal for kids and families. More information on the run can be found at rosaryrun.com. Also on October 7th, the Missouri Catholic Conference Annual Assembly will take place in Jefferson City. Papal Nuncio Christophe Pierre will be the keynote speaker. Visit mocatholic.org for more information and to register. Now, here are the four quintessential stories... Yeah, usually we have five, but the ACA counts for two this week. From the St. Louis Review, handpicked by the staff for you to share and discuss this week. You can find these stories at stlouisreview.com slash five things. That's a numeral five things. Or in the story dated September 18th, 2017. As you heard, the ACA results for this record-setting year are in. Dave Luking shows how Pat and Kathy O'Donnell, who you briefly heard from earlier, know firsthand about the impact of the ACA. Their daughter, Bridget, was involved in an automobile accident 25 years ago that claimed her life. In their time of need, Catholic Charities was there to help. Dave's coverage also features Deacon Renard from St. Peter in Kirkwood, who has seen the benefits of the ACA in action through visits to offices and agencies. 
Hurricane Irma devastated the southeast region of the United States recently, but a priest ordained in the Archdiocese of St. Louis is assisting in the relief efforts. Dave Luking also writes how Father Tom Kirchhofer and a Protestant chaplain ministered to about 800 people who were locked down at a hospital throughout the storm. In just a few moments, you'll hear my brief chat with Dave about this story. On September 10th, the annual First Responders Blue Mass was celebrated for firefighters, police officers, and other emergency personnel at the Cathedral Basilica of St. Louis with Archbishop Carlson as celebrant. A recap can be found in this week's St. Louis Review. And finally, the St. Louis University Billikens women's soccer team is off to a nice start to the season. Joe Kenny takes a look at how performance on the field as well as in the classroom is what drives them to success now and into the future. There was a look at what's happening around the Archdiocese of St. Louis. Remember, for these stories, events, and more, visit stlouisreview.com and archstl.org. And follow the Archdiocese of St. Louis and the St. Louis Review on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll get to my chat with Dave right after this evangelization tip of the week from Michael Horn in the Office of Laity and Family Life. Today's evangelization tip of the week is about the importance of ongoing Christian formation in all of our lives. Sometimes we really want to share our faith by evangelizing, but we are unsure because we believe we don't know our faith well enough. At these times, we need to ask ourselves, will we ever know our faith well enough? Or did St. Peter, who denied Jesus three times when it mattered most, know his faith well enough? If someone asks us a question we don't know, we can always answer, that is a great question, and I want to give you a great answer. So let me do a little research and get back with you. That in itself is a great answer because you are demonstrating the truth that faith formation and learning should continue until the day we die and don't end at our confirmation. We are so blessed to have faith, facts, scripture, the church fathers, all the writings of the saints, and many other things at our fingertips through modern technology. We have a beautiful church. We have no need to be afraid. Dave Luking is the man in the studio here with me on the Catholic Gateway podcast. Dave, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. So uh, I wanted to talk to you today because uh, it seems like it hasn't been that long ago, but it's already been over a week that Hurricane Irma hit mm-hmm. Florida and sort of you know went up uh, the southeast portion of the United States. Uh, we actually had a an archdiocesan priest there, and you had a story about it in this week's St. Louis Review. Can you tell the loyal listeners to the <laughs> Catholic Gateway Podcast a little bit about your story? Well, we were reminded that he was down there, and this was last Sunday, and so I figured I better call this guy pretty quick before all the, the before the hurricane actually hits. And I talked to him uh, Friday morning, or I'm sorry, Sunday morning late. He had celebrated Sunday Mass and found uh, the very appropriate uh, gospel reading of the day where one or, or two or three gathered in my name. Uh, there I am. And he thought that was very appropriate because there they were in the hospital, basically locked down for two, two and a half days or three days or whatever it was. Uh, they were locked down and celebrating Catholic Mass. And that, that was kind of neat. And, and at that time, the hurricane was pretty much expected to have a direct hit on St. Petersburg, which is where... Um, they are. They're uh, they're called uh, Bay Pines, and it's like that sliver of land between St. Pete proper and also then the uh, on the other side is the uh, Barrier I- Island. So, you know, they were right in the target area. And fortunately, when the hurricane hit, it 
it moved inland and you know it decreased and shrank so by the time they were on the outskirts of a category one hurricane still significant because he drove around i think it was monday and you know observed lots of trees down uh, policemen at the intersections directing traffic very few restaurants or stores open and he said that the ones that were open they were packed until they ran out of food in which case you know they were done and you know, there were no regular deliveries set up nothing of that nature and it was like boy it's basically you know when that kind of thing hits an area even they skirted an area for a while it goes back to you know um, wasteland really because yeah. you, you get, can't get services uh, unfortunately and everything is dependent on, on power and I saw a Catholic news agency story and one guy said uh, he had no power he said well Florida, Florida is basically a jungle <laughs> we, <laughs> and with all the branches down and everything well yeah even, and before before people were yeah. there it was a jungle yeah. and yet they have you know, electricity everywhere so people can live there, but when they don't have that stuff, all of a sudden, uh-oh, yeah. the jungle again. Well, and, and we don't really realize how dependent we are on electricity and all these, you know, the network of services that are provided through, you know, utilities and any number mm -hmm. of, you know, roads and whatever, uh, until something like this yeah. happens. So and he said a fortunate thing is that a hospital, it was VA hospital, it uh, receives power from several cities so it wasn't dependent on one particular city and they also had backup generators uh which would have been in peril if the you know storm surge i was gonna say yeah because i think uh, i had talked to him briefly on the phone too father kirchhofer and uh and he said yeah they were worried that maybe the backup power was going to yeah, fail but yeah yeah thankfully it didn't have been really bad it didn't uh but you know they were they were not without power for the duration of uh, during the storm and they had uh phone service though it was spotty yeah. So, but still, they were connected, and they were able to keep the lights on for the. They had like a hundred patients there, mm -hmm. and keep them. Keep but the, staff too, you yeah. know, was there, and they 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 were going through this. Because, I mean, their houses were being damaged, and, and mm -hmm. their property was being you know tossed about. Yeah, and yet they were there doing right. their job at the yeah. hospital. Yeah, and they had uh, let's see, what did he say? Three hundred. Uh, no, I think 400 staffers and 300 other families were there, and there were also staff there whose family was at home. So, you know, you had people that had to be at work, and they they were worried about their homes. Yeah. And even Father Kirchhofer said that uh, when he went out for a couple hours on Monday to check his house, <laughs> it, it was still there, he yeah. said. And, you know, other than being out of electricity and, you know, destroying everything in the refrigerator but other than that he was fine yeah now we should clarify you i think you mentioned the va earlier is where he's working mm -hmm. at now as a chaplain uh he is sort of on loan from the archdiocese to the military mm -hmm. archdiocese so he's uh, been serving with, with the military archdiocese for a number of years and he was in um iraq and afghanistan and had a, some combat experience, right? So yeah. did he say how that maybe played into his, well, his experience yeah. with this? In, in fact, he was able to preach about that at the Sunday service. He said, uh, he, uh, he told me, he probably said the same thing at the Mass. Uh, he wasn't really worried about this because he was in very harrowing life and death situations, mortar fire incoming, blah, blah, blah. But he said an interesting thing when, when that happens, well, you go into a bunker and you kind of hang out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah, you know, it's, 
it was funny that he used that term like we always use that oh let's go hang out yeah. he was hanging out and there were yeah. martyrs flying right in, in a in live fire <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. enemies attacking and stuff yeah <laughs> i guess you sort of get used to that sort yeah. of thing after a while yeah you know and combat veteran experience he, he, during the worst of the storm he got he went to sleep Wow. He got some shut well, eye. Hey, that's what else are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't do anything. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, I guess being in a big building like that, they, you know, they were safe other than they had to keep pe- people away from windows and whatnot. Yeah. But, uh, you know, 800 people locked down in a hospital facility for 48, 72 hours, yeah. you know, it, that'd be kind of rough. Though. Yeah. And, and thank goodness that uh, the hurricane wasn't worse than it yeah, was. I mean, because yeah, m- people moved really inland and kind of skirted them and, and damaged uh, the eastern side of the state some more. Right. Well, it's a very interesting story. And if you want to learn more, uh, you can always read the St. Louis Review, the September 18th edition, and, and hear that story or read that story rather uh, about Father Kirchhofer and uh, Dave Lukings, the guy who uh, who wrote it. So yeah. I'm intrigued by the military chaplains going back to Father Emil Kaplan back in the uh, Korean War and mm-hmm. uh, martyr for the faith, and he's in the uh, uh, saintly pipeline. And there was another fellow uh, priest yeah. at uh, Kenrick Lennon. I don't recall his name though, but about the same era, mm-hmm. uh, killed also in Korea. There so. was one. Um, in Vietnam that EWTN just aired a documentary on, and mm-hmm. I'm blanking on his name now, too. But, yeah, um, yeah several of them. It's a very interesting yeah. interesting topic, and I actually would love to do sometime, um, you know, more of a story on uh, on veteran priest veterans. Yeah. I think that's a story that needs to be told. So stay tuned. You never All know. Right, you might yeah. hear that on the Catholic Gateway Podcast Definitely. or in uh, the St. Louis Review. Or maybe both. Maybe both. Same mm-hmm. time. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Catholic Gateway Podcast. Dave, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast. We always welcome story tips and ideas for the podcast. Just send them to communications at archstl.org. That's communications at archstl.org. Make sure to connect with us on social media to stay up to date with what's going on here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Archdiocese of St. Louis. We're on Twitter at ArchSTL is our handle there, at ArchSTL. And we're on Instagram, at CatholicSTL. And you should follow the St. Louis Review. They're on Facebook, also Twitter and Instagram, under the handle, at St. Louis Review. That's St. Louis Review. The Catholic Gateway Podcast is a production of the Archdiocese of St. Louis. I'm your host, Gabe Jones. We hope you'll join us again next time here in the Gateway to the West, the Rome of the West, Catholic St. Louis.